Board presents Arrears in Science. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And welcome to the end of the trilogy. Mm. And, and not the end of the show, but we're, we're going to kind of spin our wheels for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know. There's there there's some good moments, you know. There's good. There, moments. There's some great there's great moments, and but just it we're <laughs> we're we're out of the arcs. Yeah, <laughs> we are out of you the know? arcs. It's mostly cleanup. Yep. Yeah, or not even really clean up. It's a, a, a new thing introduced and then swiftly dealt with. Yeah, yeah. And then that's kind of it. it it's uh, we're into the meander zone. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. even yeah. it, even when it meanders, it's fun. You get something like the uh, like the unicorn in captivity. Yeah, very funny episode. Mm-hmm. The uh, I like the one of uh, the, the monarch taking Saint Cloud under his wing. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny episode. Paschetti. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. Uh, This episode, however, written by Jackson Public, originally aired August 19th, 2018. Mm, Still seeing that 2018 is weird. Super weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And this Uh, is this is the end of the Morphic Trilogy. Um, the, after the separated narratives of the first two episodes of the season, we kind of bring it back together in this flashback, flashback and exposition heavy episode that kind of answers some questions, reveals some you know, secrets and ties a lot of stuff together that was purely accidental. <laughs> they didn't have a plan yeah. for it. They just found convenient ways to, 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 to make it into a bow. It's great. Yeah. It's really impressive. <laughs> What was the uh, the word you used when we were last recording? Because the last couple episodes we recorded about, I didn't get a chance to listen to the commentaries. Okay. Uh, which typically is fine. Uh, this time I did. What was the word you used for the energy of the commentaries? <sighs> I forget the word that I used for the energy of the commentaries. It's weird to hear them talk about a uh, to talk about a, uh, an eighth season. That's one thing that sticks out mm-hmm. that I that, that I thought about this time as I listened to the commentaries. Um, there, there, there's a little bit of a little bit of like a desultory, like they're kind of desultory to a degree in terms of like being kind of they just kind of they don't they don't feel like they're in good moods. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Uh, I think you might have said it was like uh, the Beatles, like Get Back movie or something like that. Like they don't. Uh, this is the first time I listened to a commentary for this season. Boy, does it not sound like they like each other anymore. Yeah, they. Uh, I, like in the in the first episode they say like they, they 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 talk about like they had to have ken um uh what's his name ken peel ken levine no yes ken levine creator of bioshock no they had yes. to have ken peel give them um <laughs> give, give them uh like torrented versions of the episodes so they could record the commentary because jackson wasn't going to be in new york for a long time it was like oh we're yeah. not going to see each other for a long time and it's like oh you guys just spend all that time together huh what I I don't know what Jackson was doing. Yeah, there's all these allusions to him being busy, and you would think like, oh, there was a new cartoon or something. Maybe there was a pilot, and mm-hmm. just nothing came from it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's real weird though. There's like there's a part in the commentary for this that like just made me feel like if I were in the room, I would feel you know either like world star or I would you know want to leave. Uh huh. Where uh, they're talking about. Uh, Jack or Doc is talking about the the title, or he's complaining. He's talking about how the Thanksgiving Day Parade in it is oh, sloppy, which like yeah. I don't know that that's true. And then he's like, "Yeah, the title's not a pun." I mean, like the episode is basically a match masterpiece, but you got to admit the title's not a pun. And I was like, <laughs> "What is this petty shit?" Yeah, <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> like, it's a great title for one. Yeah, uh, for two, like you weirdo, what are you getting at? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I, I don't understand. <laughs> that, yeah, that, was, it, it, that was on the heels of talking about some stuff that was cut. I don't know if I'm making a beef where none exists, but like, they're like, oh yeah, you know, there, there's so much, there, you know, there, there's so much that we needed to fit in that, you know, X, Y, or Z didn't make it. And he, he did all but say, oh, but the Thanksgiving stuff stayed, huh? Well, he does that about the, uh, the gigantic roach as which, well, which did make it in. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a very the energy is so weird. I'm yeah. I'm kind of in a train wreck ray way. I might go back and listen to the first two commentaries and yeah. then I'm really looking forward to listening to the rest of them just because it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like if, if this, if this is one bubbling lo- under the surface, if this is one long day that they're doing before Jackson uh, leaves, like how much does that day deteriorate? They're going to unravel. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a, a bummer because I do, I mean, this episode, like I, I agree that it's like basically a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like it's really weird how well so many things come together <laughs> in this. Like it's very good. It's super fun to watch. Like it, it's a little like, uh, you know, like the first episode of the season, mildly light on jokes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is just a very fascinating watch. Like it functions as a drama. Yeah. No, um, it's it's playing in a different mode, and that mode is fine. It's welcome. You know, if this is what yeah. the show became full time, that would be pretty weird. Um, and I would yes. say, like, I feel a little bit like this is uh, this is some fan service, but that's fine in doses. I'm a fan. Service me. Like, have me remember that uh, Bud Manstrong talked about being the um, the paper boy. Right. And then mm-hmm. show the paper boy handing out his mimeographed announcement about movie night. <laughs> it It's a. The the amount of like details and stuff of this are really, really good. It yeah. feels like a master plan. Yeah. Kind of thing, even though we you know, we know it wasn't. When in reality they just got so in the habit of picking up and playing with their old toys, you know, like just so we never really put them away, you know, the beginning of season six accepted. But like, oh, we just kind of left them and you know, in places that accidentally lined up to where, oh, the timeline would met would would match up between movie night and the pyramid war, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not only just like not putting the toys away. It's also creating their toys with a lot of little dangling threads. Yes. That can be picked up. Like there, there's a skill to writing in a way that future proofs it so you can do stuff like this. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, really impressive to me. Like in the moment, those details feel like cool mysteries. They don't feel like superfluous details. Mm-hmm. The nature of like the show, the flexibility of this is that you can have the pyramid wars as like a joke. Yeah. And then later you can cash that check. <laughs> it functions as both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really just, impressive stuff. You can you can make make a joke like, oh, this horrible slaughter happened on movie night, and like, haha, that could just be a one-off. But over the series, it gets grimmer and grimmer. <laughs> Yes, you know. until movie night becomes this like mythic event. Yeah, it's like nine eleven. You know. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a uh, it's it's so good. It, it's uh, it's exactly like nine eleven. Well, I'm no. I, I thank mean, you for saying that. In terms it's, of it's in, the, in terms of in terms of being an epithet, right? Where just like yeah, yeah just it, it becomes and in terms of being a national tragedy. <laughs> <You're right>. um, <laughs> well, they they did lose a great man in Jonas Venture. Who I yeah. mean, this episode seals him as one of the worst people in the entire series. Yeah, it's a the commentary was interesting talking about that too. how they were like, they felt like this made him way worse, even though they've been trying to make him shitty the whole time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and you and I were like clocked onto his shittiness right away. Mm -hmm. But I think that part of it was knowing all this stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing what he would do with uh, with Don. Right. Like yeah. just, uh, the, the, just the, the, that final, that final line where even the people who, who are most loyal to him, you know, they don't break with him, but they come as close as they ever do. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, this shit sucks, man. Yeah. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, incredibly good. Also, they leave it open. You know, his head is for re- you know, is being kept for research, mm-hmm. you know, it's season eight, who knows? Or if they had, if they had done a season eight, who yeah. knows? uh, real good. Uh, mm-hmm. there are a lot of flashing lights in this episode. And consequently, there'll be a lot of flashing lights on this podcast. So there's your warning. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. they had to uh, they had to keep redoing it. Uh, but I got to find out what the test was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harding test, which is a epilepsy test for flashing lights. Yeah. For footage. I had uh, I had no idea. I, I had no idea that there was a test. And I worked in animation for eight years so <laughs> how what is the trail of victims you have i'll never know having, never, having never done this test that said we never the glory pan <laughs> <laughs> no that that, that 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 said none of our videos ever really featured a lot of flashing lights so that's good yeah yeah, yeah. there wasn't a lot of people disrupting the flashing light industry <laughs> with my new app strober strode strode dot b (laughs) yeah strobe with an o uh uh, let's get into it i'm excited because there's a bunch of great stuff yeah this is going to be a meaty one because this is full of details full of exposition and it picks up um right where the previous two left off uh the tower is getting up and trying to run away i love uh we you know we get dr orpheus saying he's trying to run away and then d goes super run away 
it is a, it is a super runaway. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, Rusty trying to teach his, you know, convince his dad that he's not actually in the building. Everyone's trying to get out, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's locked down. Uh, Brock radios, you know, trying to get, yeah, he's locked out. Um, and uh, the Morphomobile swoops in, as we've seen before. Uh, Guild Choppers come in at this point, Guild Wasps, uh, shortly after this. Uh, Brock starts grappling down to the surface uh, and tries to get back up. Uh, yeah. Radio's Hunter for OSI backup because something's assaulting the Venture Tower, but they just had the uh, Dummy Corp right yeah. again. It's all hands on deck uh, get at a, Dummy Corp. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a brief cameo of Hunter standing in a lobby full of corpses. <laughs> And then from the Morphomobile, the blue Morpho gets out, uh, which is, you know, we can account for um, the Monarch's uh, whereabouts. This is not him. Uh, gets out and um, walks into uh, the the lobby and old team venture is shocked. And we see that this blue Morpho is actually Vendetta. Uh, Councilman number one uh, speaking in the yeah. robot voice. Jonas Venture, where are you? Yes. Uh, <laughs> just a great voice. <laughs> Uh, so we get uh, our flashback here to kind of explain it, uh, back at the, uh, the devil's grip, you know, uh, or bot meets bot Yes. But on the, the events leading up to the devil's grip, mm-hmm. Brock beating the crap out of Vendetta in the bathroom, Don Hex or Don Hells. <laughs> Don Heck, uh, causing, sorry for the kids. Don Heck. <laughs> yeah. The, the children version, uh, causing him to glitch out and he starts, he's robocopping. Yes. You know, he's talking about his wife and, and everything like that. Flash of his pa- of his past. And we see his wife cradling the monarch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monarch playing with Rusty, the plane crash uh, that we've heard about. Confirming yeah. that Vendata is also the monarch's dad. Yes. And, you know, he remembers in this, he sees a, uh, a sign for a freeway exit to Newark, New Jersey, and gets up and says, Newark, my home is in Newark. And then, uh, what's that? Walks. Yep. Yeah, and then walks. Walks seventeen hundred and sixty-six miles over the course of four months to get to Newark. Honey, I am home. <laughs> Hello, honey, I am home. Uh, we get uh, this flashback. You know, a lot of this is told in flashback. This is going to be obnoxious to talk about. Yes, because it's it's there's flashbacks within flashbacks and mm-hmm. dream sequences within flashbacks yep. and vice versa, which you should never do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it, you know. It's a mistake. Uh, we, go, we go back to the original Blue Mar- Morpho, Don Fitzcarraldo, uh, his wife calling for bed, uh, but he actually goes into the basement uh, in the past. And then we said Vendetta following the steps of his old life, mm-hmm. going down into the basement, remembering that he is uh, the Blue Morpho. Yeah. Um, the main pod is empty, you know, because the monarch's wearing that costume. Uh, so he's going to go into the third pod that they've set up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that they said flashback that they they, they, yeah. said they set up as a mystery like apparently yes. fans were speculating oh what's in the third bod was that was there a third member of the group or whatever and the answer for what it actually is kills me it's really good yeah uh, he got uh it's a flashback to the blue morpho having been stung by killer drone and having an allergic reaction <laughs> yep and so he just you know, he's he's on the hunt but he can't go out without his costume so we see enzo like measuring him and he's like i can only tailor so fast and we see uh yeah. we, we, we see fitzcarraldo all puffed up with anaphylaxis his skin all blotchy <laughs> and then he opens the pod and we see it's the anaphylaxis variant suit that's very funny. Uh, that's a great joke, both just because it's 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 a great like let down from the super cool mystery. Uh huh. But also, uh, I I took this as a joke on like action figures. Oh yeah. You know? I you'd have Batman, then you'd have like Arctic Assault Batman. Uh huh. Oh, the idea of a variant you know? costume is very much. It feels very comicsy to me. Yeah, this is very very funny. Like, what if what if Batman did have to go fight crime underwater? <laughs> what would he wear? <laughs> <laughs> like the aquabat uh, yeah yeah he's, he's one of the aquabats uh mediocre novelty ska band yeah at me um <laughs> back in the uh back in the present uh rusty uh points the vendetta to his dad because he's asking where is where is jonas venture points to his head in the problem vendetta walks up uh plugs his finger into the little usb thing it's a scuzzy mm-hmm. uh and rusty spends like the next 10 minutes just asking people to tell him what the fuck happened yeah for, for an episode that's almost exclusively exposition about the past. And he's not uh, seeing any of it, which is Yeah, fun. He's, he's really not getting it. <laughs> uh, but Vendata, having plugged in, kind of enters this mind meld, this shared cyberspace. We even see him like falling through a bunch of ones and zeros like it's Lawnmower Man. Um, mm-hmm. And he is back at the Venture Compound. 
um, uh, in the pool lounge, you know, that little rumpus room that's, uh, uh, that looks out onto the pool where some ladies are swimming. Um, and we see Jonas, you know, full body Jonas in his white tuxedo or whatever. Um, and Vendetta says, you know, I came to you, you know, my memories are unclear, fragmented, help me put them back together. <laughs> yeah. Confused. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, he asked how he found him. He said he found, he looked in a phone book. So, you know, if you look up Jonas Venture, you're going to get the Ventec Tower, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he had to find a phone book. Uh, they say that's the most difficult part back when I lived in, as recently as when I lived in Illinois, uh, they were just constantly giving me phone books, even though I never wanted one mm-hmm. that seems to have cleared up. It's kind of great. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've gotten a phone book, but yeah, even as recent yeah. as when I was in Cincinnati, got one a year. Yeah, fuck a phone book. Um, you know, Street Life is playing on the stereo, and Jonas says he can't get the song out of his head. You know, it's the last thing he remembers before essentially like dying. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, after that, he woke up in the problem in the problem uh, on Gargantua One, blinking Morse code to the boys, and we get uh, in the background the pool window turns into his memories. We get the boys uh, doing the on, it's off, it's on, it's off, it's on, it's off, uh, but animated in the new style. Uh huh. You know, very cute. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to talk to them and they did not understand. They don't teach Morse code anymore. I mean, I, I hate to be the guy who points out a plot hole in this, but he's like, oh, they don't teach kids Morse code anymore. Hey, Jonas, you taught the kids. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Well, <laughs> he, he taught, he put in bed modules and, you know, Rusty just decided which ones to put in. <laughs> okay. I can't yeah. imagine Rusty really doing lesson plans or whatever. I yeah. He just put in random punch cards <laughs> and hoped. Yep. Oh, yeah. do you want a Hank? Because that's how you get a Hank. Uh, it's also uh, I I like to think that uh, Dean at least probably does know Morse code. He just didn't think to look for it. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's it's it, the the light says problem, and you've been told yeah. if it's off, then it uh yeah. I, I'm also not it's, serious. I, I'm not actually like cinema sensing this. You know, flush flushing my Blu-rays down the toilet. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. We will, we'll have a, a party burning all of them at the end of the, the podcast. No, I like having them. They look nice on a shelf. <laughs> I, 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 well, I was joking. That oh, night. okay. Um, it's also, his light was blinking, which is not Morse code. Right. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he, Jonas was the one who caused the gargantua one crash because he was trying to integrate with the systems of the, uh, the space station, but, uh, there was a miscommunication and boom, down it goes. Uh, and then he recalls being trapped in the desert foraging for protein, you know, this dark year when this, uh, when it went down and then JJ found him and took him to Ventec. And I love his comment. Like who would have thought that, that an office building would be more complicated than a space station. (laughs) Yeah. But it took him a year, it took him a year to kind of integrate with the systems and learn how to take things over kind of explaining why it took this long for him, even though he was there the whole time took this long for him to, uh, start trying to walk away. Yes. Yeah. Uh, back in the lobby, Rusty's still demanding to know what go, what's happening, you know, and uh, he's like, you know, you lied. Like you said that the, uh, you know, the blue morpho died. And uh, he's like, no, we weren't lying. Uh, he did die, but your father was having none of that. And we cut back to Jonas creating Venturion. Mm-hmm. He's basically brought uh, blue morpho Don Fitzcarraldo back to life. Uh, as this robot and the team doesn't, isn't down with this. No, like, no, have gone too far this time. You know, Jonas, this is fucked up. And he's just like, this is the most um, you know amazing feat of super science it's ever been. Yeah. Why don't you guys about that more get this? Why can't you appreciate that? I brought him back to life. Yeah. Uh, and, and they say, I love this little like father, like son. Bit. Oh yeah. They're like, and you know, Jonas, after a few months, he lost interest in the project, <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the venture way, uh-huh. you know, that's, you know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no tail, <laughs> you know, they, they, they do these things and they forget about them yeah, they... Uh, because of that. Venturian was just kind of left as this half babysitter, half just wandering tragedy yeah. and snapped, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, saw rusty on the lawn, burning ants and had flashbacks to rusty and, uh, Malcolm. They're playing Malcolm crying you know, uh, and this causes him to kind of snap. He thinks about the plane crash. He thinks about all of the stuff. He remembers he has a son and starts strangling, uh, rusty. Yeah. And Kano, you know, and it's not, it's not necessarily, uh, the, the wrong move runs up and twists, uh, twist, twist Venturian's head off. Right. Which is another, uh, plot thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back in orb, you know, Brock thought that Kano killed Jonas, Right. He talked about how he took a violent vow of silence for killing a great man. He didn't kill Jonas. He killed his actual original master. Oh, I forgot. You know, I didn't put that together. I, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It was, and and you would think, like, why does he care that much about this robot? It's because Kano used to be, Can, yeah, uh, you know, Kano. Yeah, Kano he used yeah. to be, used to be the uh, Blue Morpho sidekick. You <laughs> used to be cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> Kano was once Kano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that 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 makes perfect sense. So it explains, you know, you know, uh, Blue Morpho to Venturian, right? Uh, and is yep. going to be trashed. Uh, you know, Brock interrupts this, radioing Rusty, saying, "Hey, you need to open an alternate entrance. I need to get inside." You know, the guild's here, right? Um, you know, like, oh, you're going to have to ask my dad. <laughs> wait, your dad? Yeah, you know, again, yeah. It, it, everybody's like, wait a minute, this the, the, this can't be. Uh, and then the council shows up. He's like, oh god, these assholes. Uh, they're heading over, uh, Dr. Mrs. The Monarch from across the street's going to head over. The Monarch's going to come as well. And she says like, hang back, look what you're wearing, you idiot. Uh, Phantom Limb shows up and says, you had to let us into the lobby. Uh, we had to get our fugitive, you know? Uh, and, uh, he's, he's pushing back. He's like, that's not, you know, really us. Uh, Red Death confirms, oh, no, no, that the blue Morpho's in there and it's, it's Venturian, you know, mm-hmm. it's Vendetta. Uh, at this point and they go back and forth with like this politics stuff that's like so snappy and not in the weeds Mm -hmm. you know like i love this uh this dynamic between osi yes and the guild like phantoms like you guys agreed to to work together and brock's like yeah but you threw that you know away when you hit the dummy corp Mm -hmm. today and it's like i wasn't doing that i was yachting all day (laughs) you know and and we don't get this whole like this is going to make it. I know that sometimes on this podcast, I sound very anti Doc Hammer. I mm-hmm. love Doc Hammer. I feel like when he talks about guild politics, stuff like that, he has to have like the character do the footnote. Yes. About the rule. It's got to be the recitation yeah. of the, of the, you know, article and verse of the, uh, of, the yes. of the code. Like, yeah. He has characters do that a lot. Whereas mm-hmm. this feels a lot more natural. These characters just like, they know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're just, they're just sparring, but the time it's not the time to do an aside. No, no. Like that. This is an active situation. Nobody wants, you know, <laughs> nobody wants this to proceed. Brock and the OSI don't want the you know, venture tower to run away and kill everybody inside. And the guild doesn't want blue Morphic to get away because this is the closest they've been to actually, you know, getting their man. Yep. And obviously, Dr. and Mrs. The Monarch sees this as an opportunity, pulling mm-hmm. her husband off the hook, all this stuff. Yeah. You know, Hank walks up, uh, D, you know, there. He's in, as in, dressed up as Enrico Montoya. Montoya. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. Dean, Enrico Matassa. 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 Uh, Dean uh, walks up and says, Hey, Grandpa's still alive. <laughs> Hank's like, Golly, I want to go meet him. That's what he said. Okay. It gives me pause. Still, zombie Grandpa head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dean explained the plot of the last two episodes was great. Then the blue robot came down Mm -hmm. and matter of fact, the blue, the blue man came down in his magic car. He's not condescending to Hank. He's just falling into old Dean, you know? Yeah. Very sweet. (laughs) Uh, This also, there's a kind of an awkward confession here where Hank talks about how he turns into other identities. Yes. I wish this was not underlined. Mm -hmm. Uh, This could just be a personal thing. I don't think that this is a, you know, a, a legitimate criticism. Yeah. I think it's a little silly for Hank to be like, when I put on the hat, I literally lose. Yeah. For, for him to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like introducing a thread as opposed to this j- Hank, just being Hank, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that bummed me out a little bit. If they, if, if they made anything of it before the, um, stinger at the end of the series, you know, when he, when he mm-hmm. leaves as the bat, that, that might've been fine. Like if this, you know, actually followed through on stuff, but, that's not what this season is about. I just, I think I could have just done without it. Yes. Like I don't, I don't want a logical explanation for why Hank's going to Hank. I just like Hank being Hank, you know? Yeah. I, I, I also never before he like the episode where he was Enrico Matassa and was like, I don't remember mm-hmm. that, that even I didn't talk about it in that episode, but even that kind of got under my nail a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's stupid. Yeah. That he just like literally loses his memory when he puts on the hat. Like that's weird. And, and, actually you know unsound mentally in a way that i never associated with hank i just think of him as playful and Mm -hmm. you know imaginative yeah like i don't know i I find that like a really weird touch yeah i I prefer to think of hank as not socialized um and therefore you know he needs to kind of escape into these other identities in order to figure out how to interface with situations, you know, as opposed to actually being infirm. And even Dean, and this is a little bit later in the episode, but even Dean says, you know, it's probably not dis- dissociative identity disorder. You just have an overactive mind, you know? Yeah. So he shouldn't, he shouldn't be worrying about it. No. 
Um, so Dr. Miss the Monarch is like, hey, what the fuck? Dr. Z, you built Vendetta. Why would he be dressing up as the Blue Morpho? Uh, th- I love this flashback so much. This oh, is th- a- this this kills me. <laughs> this, this is so good. This is like a top uh, five scene for me. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Uh, and I, I just reminded me how much I love Dr. Z's voice. To be honest, much of the summer of 77 is a blur. Uh, he has a lost weekend similar to John Lennon. They uh-huh. replaced, they just put Dr. Z in with John Lennon uh-huh. and, uh, this weird undercurrent of like the, the dropped thread of the guild being entirely magician uh, musicians, uh-huh. you know, like it's weird cause they, they decide not to do that. It's still like 30% musicians by volume though. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's like that was never Bowie, but he is hanging out with Shrill Spectre and scary Nelson. <laughs> Scary Nelson is uh, so good. <laughs> Scary Nelson's Scary Nelson's very good. And then Shrill Specter, uh, obviously uh, Phil Specter, yeah, actual villain. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, like actual actual villain murder. Uh, but also the guy who did uh, uh, you know created this this you know all the sixties music that sounds so fucking amazing. Yeah, the Wall of Sound. There, there's nothing nothing that sounds better than like sixties girl group mm-hmm. records. Yeah, uh, you know that that's Phil Specter. Uh, with his wall of sound technique and then him using it to blast everybody with his cape full of speakers. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Mm, I love oh. it. Oh God. I just, I love when they're playing in the sixties and for some reason that just, that, that always hits for me. Oh, That's very funny. God, we were sky high on toot and brandy Alexander's and we were looking for kicks sky high on toot. Yeah, it's just really, really masterful stuff. Uh, since they get kicked out of this club, uh, Dr. Z says, let's go arch Dr. Venture a little bit. Dr. Venture wasn't home. So they kind of shows them like peeing on his stuff and throwing <laughs> bottles and everything. Uh, they start rooting through his trash and Dr. Z found Venturian, uh, who he took home. Uh, and saw there was a real guy in there. Uh-huh. Uh, um, you know, the, that it was a, you know, it was an Android mm-hmm. or a cyborg rather. Yeah. Um, you know, he talks about how he, he should have put him out of his misery, but he loved turning Dr. Venture's creations against them. And we get this awesome flash of Jonas running through the jungle from an army of Z helpers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I fucking love the Z helper army. The Z helper is like, so good because we knew again we we always talk about helper's combat mode if he wasn't such a such a chicken if he wasn't so emotionally broken if he was actually used as a killbot he would probably be pretty effective especially in numbers yep <laughs> so so incredibly good i love little asides to adventures we didn't get a chance to see mm-hmm yeah. Uh, and I also love how Dr. Z like reprogrammed Venturian. It's the most basic stuff ever. So I reprogrammed him and it shows him running a degaussing gun over his brain. And then I programmed him, I programmed him over calamitous intent and he just switches a switch from good to evil in the back of him. Like it's the crusty doll. It, I think it's an explicit reference to the crusty doll. I can meet. Yeah. Like I can believe it. Yeah. There's basically no way that's not a, you know, that's a coincidence. Yeah. Um, and the idea is he wanted to, uh, you know, He's, he was going to stick that on Jonas, but then some bungler dropped a dime and he got pinched on a narco wrap. Yeah. And the Singapore uh, feds rush in and they like pick up a science doodad and there are bricks of cocaine under it. They show the bungler. It's the guy that they showed from before from the educational film. It's so good. The, the Z henchman. Yeah, I love it. Fucking bungler. Like, I love him just categorizing everything as a bungler uh-huh. when they... They, he doesn't like them. I want, you know, I, I want Dr. Z's like motivational book like that. Yeah. <laughs> just my life philosophy to be unto not the bungler. <laughs> I'm just imagining him stubbing his toe and calling his table a bungler. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned this in an abject suffering, but we've still been on our bullshit. Me and the band have been really into uh, making fun of Bob Seger uh, and his don't take me to a disco line in old time <laughs> rock and roll. So there's a lot of us just being uh, doing Bob Seger impersonations of him categorizing things as either disco or old time rock and roll, like as as either good or bad. Like you know, grilled cheese sandwich, that's old time rock and roll. Flingwall, that's disco. Uh, you know, and I imagine Doctor Z being the same thing. Like Flingwall is a bungler. <laughs> Cheeseburger is old time rock and roll. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Dr. Z figures out what well, we already know. The parts uh-huh. inside of Vendetta were the Blue Morpho. Yeah. Uh, Dr. And Mrs. The Monarch is about to say that, uh, you know, her husband's father is still alive. It's a big deal. The police roll up to disperse them for the parade. Yeah. Uh, I love this minute here where they're like, Brock 
run, you know, walks over. He's like, I got this. I'm OSI. He's like, I don't, OSI don't give a damn. Like, this is, in eight hours, this is going to be, uh, that feels a little like a New York New York joke, but yeah, still yeah. in eight hours, this place is going to be full of underdogs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the uh, alpha dog. Oh, I think he says underdog, but we get to see alpha dog in the float. We do get to I see Al- they, they, alpha dog and busy bee. Yeah. Alpha dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then there's just this side plot, um, you know, like, like that would be another episode of hatred for getting the, 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 the Thanksgiving day parade. So he has to get ready at the last minute. <laughs> it's a, it's very minor like this. I, it doesn't take up enough time to be frustrating to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I like how hatred goes off and does this little tiny thing. Cause he's not oh, in the big leagues. Just this low stakes. Yeah. Like he's, he's very much just like, Oh yeah. Just a, a sinecure. Right. Yeah. How the uh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, Red Death says he knows a diner, so Brock and all the guild people go to this diner to kind of wait this out. Yeah, uh, you know the monarch hasn't been nearby; he hasn't heard any of this, and he's like, "I have to kill that guy inside who uh, is dressed like the Blue Morpho and seen the Morpho Cave knows our secret." Yeah, this is gonna get us off the hook. Yeah, got to kill that guy. Um, <laughs> so hatred is, you know, bossing the guys around who are filling up the rusty venture float. I love the float. It's a little kid rusty in a, in a pirate barrel with a, like a, a scimitar, you know, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, and this, th- th- this is where, this is the bit with, uh, with Hank and Dean talking about, uh, this potential dissociative identity disorder, like the guy from split. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, I don't think you have, you know, DID. You have an overactive mind. Oh, like the guy in Split when he's an X-Man. <laughs> uh, very cute. And then he's like, oh, is that the museum where everything comes to life at night? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just kind of being Hank. Yeah. Uh, the monarch, uh, his car is the Morphomobile is being towed. Uh, he says Fatty needs his insulin. So he gets in the trunk to get uh, his old outfit. Yeah. So, so they 21. can not be in their uh, incriminating colors. They can uh, get to the climax in classic form. Yeah. Uh, we get to uh, kind of getting the dark side. You know, previously when they'd shown flashbacks of Jonas and uh, the Blue Morpho, they were like bosom pals. Yes. You know, and turns out there is a dark side mm-hmm. uh, to this whole bit. Uh, we see this flashback of Jonas showing uh, Blue Morpho the sex tape they made. Um, I love the bit in the commentary. They're like, Jonas would probably just reach down his pants and start masturbating like it was nothing. <laughs> uh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would like, that is such a, just like, you know, of course. Yeah. This, <laughs> like, hey, hey, this O needs to be Jade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got to take care of this. Science <laughs> while tension is a problem. Uh, you know, and Blue Morpho at this point, you know, is confronted with evidence. They cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, what uh, was I thinking? Oh, Jill St. Yeah. John and Stella Stevens, man. What's to think about? You know? Just, yeah. He's, he's not in the life, you know? He's like, I love, you know, I love my wife. We're trying to have a kid. It's, it's not working. It's my fault. Uh, and I love this. He's like, it's cheer up. Yeah. It's almost never the man's fault. Uh, <laughs> science is doing wonderful things with fertility these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically just saying, uh, you know, send your wife over here and I will, I will fuck her into pregnancy. Yeah. My science is quite potent. Then the camera pans yeah. over and I love this. This is, this is a great moment. <laughs> and Vendata just says in the computer voice, bad friend. <laughs> yeah. It it is a, a bad friend who has sex with your friend's wife to try to put a baby in her mm-hmm. outside of his knowledge. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, so that's how Fitzgerald. He's like, it worked, didn't it? Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but Jonas took Kano as payment, which is also something that was alluded to before. Yep. Uh, at some point, they talk about Jonas winning Kano, mm-hmm. uh, and he ended up using the sex tape as blackmail to get Blue Morpho to be his junkyard dog. Yeah. Uh, as Dr. Z talked about. And we see him waving yeah. the tape around, like asking him to do all this stuff. Like, I need you to seduce Dr. Z. I'm out of plutonium, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, just just like waving the tape around like, what an asshole. Yeah. You know, blackmail is so insidious. Uh, it made me think of the uh, the wonderful review <laughs> with blackmail. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. I'm blackmailing <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, just like, well... We've been through all that, but I'm going to need the money. <laughs> just it's so <laughs> gut wrenching. If you needed the money, you should just tell me. <laughs> yeah. oh, and she's just God. so confused. God, I love uh, reviews so fucking much. It it is a wonderful show. Uh, it is. There are rumors of it coming back. There was that. Uh, uh, there was doing, that COVID video uh, that yep. uh, Daily did as um, as uh, uh, Forrest McNeil. Oh God, I want it yep. so much. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's great. It's a, uh, I bought the complete series on DVD cause I was like, I, I would like to have this on physical media. Uh huh. Please. Um, 
over this diner, which is uh, based on a New York diner that mm-hmm. is like a, you know, the waiter, the waiters sing at you and all the food are uh, old Hollywood puns. Yeah. Is yeah. the idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love this phantom limb. You know, he's not, not accustomed to eating in diners like this. He asks red death. He's a regular here. Like, Oh, what should I have? Like, oh, try the Patty Lupone melts. <laughs> yeah. They, they had come up with like a bunch of different puns, apparently, uh-huh. uh, Jackson and, uh, uh, Urbaniak. Ur- yeah, which would be, I mean, Urbaniak would be the perfect person to call for that. <laughs> so. Yeah. He knows all these old-timey stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and Red Death reminisces about the old days when his crew would hang out here, when they were the, uh, you know, the the Young Turks yeah. of this. And this is real cool. We're getting this uh, weird, like, 80s era, you know, Watchmen-style era mm-hmm. of the guild that we don't really see, with characters who all die, you know, mostly died in movie night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get to... Uh, you know, and we get to see them back in the day. So we get uh, Red Death when before he was like dignified, when mm-hmm. he's kind of dressed up a little bit like Ghost Rider. Yeah. Um, Hate Bit gets named, but of course Hate Bit didn't die from this. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a head. Right. Vendetta didn't die from this. He's right. a robot. Uh, uh, but people who but did, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. we <laughs> rip immemorium. We we lost Stab Girl, who we heard about in the uh, in the second episode. Uh, you know, she she knew to exhale, so she didn't explode. We lose Laugh Riot. Uh, yeah. who is, uh, who's, who, who's a clown who's dressed up like a riot cop, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, then Mr. Fahrenheit, the supersonic man, <laughs> uh, which is Freddie Mercury. Again, yeah. the guild is 30% musicians by volume. I love it so much. Yeah, Mr. Just, Fahrenheit's really good. Fast, what if, AKA fast Freddy, AKA the supersonic man. What if there is a superhero? What if there's a supervillain who was just the, like what Freddie Mercury describes in don't stop me mm-hmm. now. Oh, it's real good. Yeah. <laughs> uh laugh riot as kind of a joke says like hey you know ventures launching gargantua one let's do it uh but vendata takes this seriously because he has a reason to you know deep within his psyche he has a reason to want revenge yeah you know? yeah vendata was this tactical genius he figured out how to do it mm-hmm. uh get them up there he also knew the one time where the entire crew would be in one place movie night mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> uh, we get to see young bud manstrong uh, calling out uh, extra extra it's movie night um, <laughs> i love that this is like mimeographed to uh-huh. adventure home news yep uh and stuff like that um and brock is like yo that's horse shit uh yeah. you know sphinx caused the movie night massacre you know that's what that's where the pyramid wars were about mm-hmm. and everyone kind of laughs at him like yeah. this is this was fake you know i've never seen somebody just had, see their whole life was uh, a lie realize yeah. their whole life was a lie yeah uh, you guys will believe anything it was uh it was a false flag so I mean, uh, uh, spoiler, it wasn't these guys who did this. Um, well, I guess Vendetta arguably maybe did. Um, it's left a little bit, a little bit ambiguous because we never see who actually pulls the lever. Um, but, um, you know, uh, the sovereign in order to get suspicion off of, you know, the guild, uh, used his shape-shifting abilities to disguise himself as, um, a Sphinx commander to, you know, radio to Tracer, taking credit for the operation. Yeah. Uh, which is what Rock, Brock enlisted for that mm-hmm. like his is you know he has been fighting a, a false war yes the entire time um pretty great you know uh, red death says he has his theories about who actually did it but we don't actually find out because we don't see it and vendetta denies it so yes. he doesn't remember doing it mm-hmm. they're leaving at least a little bit of mystery thread to come to the future yes yeah uh but, but red death has his theories and then we get a flash to um this confrontation in the control room of uh gargantua one with jonas walking in on venturian uh getting ready to put the sex tape um into the uh into the machine you know blackmailing uh jonas with uh with his uh you know sexual degeneracy with the blue morpho right and mm-hmm. you know because he's he's got amnesia about this Ven- Ven- vendetta does like oh you deluded half man you are the blue morpho and this kind of trips him yeah. out. Uh, Vendetta can barely remember. Uh, and Jonas says, like, you know, I can help you. You know, just let me reprogram you. Uh, Vendetta puts his hand on the doors. And Jonas does what you know that has worked for him a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Like somebody who's a shithead. He's like, oh, my friend is a good man who would never do this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same way he treats everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's the same kind of tone he uses on Rusty. Mm-hmm. Like my boy would be good enough not to do this. It's like really insidious. Yeah, it's you know, uh, manipulation. It's, it's high grounding, right? It's you yeah. know, it, it is uh, you know, issuing judgment. You do not want to disappoint me, kind of stuff. Yeah, don't disappoint daddy. Yeah, you know. Uh, in the present day, Venture and Fritz Caraldo are in that scene. 
you know, and uh, Venture is like, you're the one who killed us. And Vendetta's like, I, you know, I didn't, I, uh, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, to me, implying that he probably didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he's remembering things. I think they specifically kept this as a thread so they could bring in Phantom Spaceman or whatever they wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. God, it was Phantom Spaceman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, God, I hate Phantom Space Man. Um, <laughs> Team Venture is late for movie night because Colonel Gentleman uh, took an hour to d- dress up like David Bowie in the Dancing in the Streets video. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Thank goodness, because they would have all died. Uh, yeah. As they're pulling up in the middle of the argument, Stab Girl bounces off their windshield. <laughs> yep, they just roll up to just a, a field of frozen bodies floating around the uh, space station. You know, they say we missed the... Uh, you know, we, we we missed the picture, but we arrived just in time for the main event, you know, uh, yeah. to see all of these uh, bodies out there. So uh, Rusty, he's confused. You know, why is my dad just ahead? There was no uh, there was no explosion reported. Uh, and then we learn uh, what exactly happened because, you know, he was just frozen. Right. They found him, took him inside, started rushing him to the problem. Um, and it turns out a number of people are culpable, probably Rusty himself. <laughs> Yeah, even though I mean, obviously, a little kid can leave a, a yeah. cowboy. Yeah, yeah, you know? because because they open yeah. the they open the problem. Um, uh, Action Man and um, uh, Colonel Gentleman are carrying uh, Jonas's frozen body, um, and the little plastic cowboy falls out. Uh, Action Man slips on him, uh, and then uh, you know falls. They both drop Jonas and shatter his body into big icy meaty chunks. Yep, uh, and they're like, yeah, we we found him like that. You know, they, they wipe their hands. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, before anyone can question this, uh, action man starts having his stroke. Mm -hmm. Uh, he sweats, he clutches his arm, he screams toast and falls over. Uh, Dr. Orpheus is like "Mm, stroke, you know, he knows (laughs) because he predicted the death again. They're wrapping everything up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they want to get him out, but they can't because the doors are sealed and Mm -hmm. Pete shows up. Uh, Pete says he knows what to do. Picks up the boom broom. Nice little appearance of the boom broom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he uses it to smash open a case with a shrink ray in it. Nice mm-hmm. little appearance of the shrink ray. Yeah, the shrink ray. They get out of jail free card. <laughs> yeah. uh, Monarch is looking in, sees the blue morpho, and he's like, oh, I think that might be a robot. He doesn't recognize him as Vendetta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 21's like, oh, your dad was like Nick Fury. He created a life model decoy. That's mm-hmm. rad. I think we would you have know? noticed one of those lying around in the cave. <laughs> yeah, he's starting to get a little suspicious. Yeah. Uh, there. Yeah. So uh, uh, back over with the guild folks at the uh, at the diner, Brock lays out this agreement that they have arrived at, you know, given time to sit around and uh, work things out. Vendetta is going to be taken in a joint custody by the guild and by um, uh, the OSI and disassembled for the murder of Jonas Venture and the crimes of the of the Blue Morpho. You know, they found their guy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, back at the tower, uh, Colonel Gentleman, Action Man and Kano have been shrunk down. Uh, and they walk, they crawl through the cracks in the rubble. Uh, Pete has to try to de-shrink them, but misses on his first shot, uh, which is great. Uh, they, they get shrunk or grown back up to regular size and a cop comes and is like, uh, trying to call an ambulance, but then a cockroach comes from <laughs> the, uh, the background and he goes, Oh God, and just runs away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's extremely good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, but this gives, you know, finally Dr. Orpheus has something he can do. He can use his uh, spells to control wildlife. Uh, so he commands the cockroach, hey, take them, to, take, take them to the hospital. And they load Action Man up onto up onto the thing's carapace and then start scuttling away. I love Pete's line. Like, wow, they didn't even hesitate. It's like they've done that before. And all of the deliveries in this are really great. I love Orpheus being like, oh, I can work with this. Uh, very good. Uh, Rusty, here's Jonas. Uh, you know, say uh, they they were just one heck of a team talking about the old team venture. Uh, and this is Jonas who has hijacked the communi- uh, his communicator watch mm-hmm. the, via the 2.4 2. 4 gigahertz frequency. <laughs> Wi-Fi dad. Uh, we call that Wi-Fi. Fun. Fun. <laughs> I love, I love fun. Anywho. Like, <laughs> the confidence of Jonas Venture Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, you know, I heard one of you say you were a neurosurgeon. I mean, you take out my brain and temporarily put it into Venturian's body mm-hmm. uh, until we own program up and running, which the first time I saw it, I was like, oh shit, you know, like what a weird way to upset that status quo. If they brought back Jonas senior as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a crazy idea that rusty has to raise his baby dad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
Uh, uh, this isn't going to fly. Billy is is too straight laced. He's not going to do yeah. that because it would kill the blue morpho. I mean, what Jonas is you know proposing is bastardry, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he took a Hippocratic oath, and then the monarch swoops in saying, "I didn't." You know, he's gonna yes. he's gonna kill. You know, just say, if you need him dead, I'll kill him. Doing his villain thing. Yeah. Uh, but then he notices. You know, when he gets close enough, he kind of recognizes him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at this point. Uh, you know, as his dad inside the mindscape, Fitzcarraldo notices Jonas kind of being distracted, uh, and figures he's up to something in the real, real world. So he switches out of the, uh, the psychic plane into mm-hmm. the real world, looks at the monarch, uh, and he's, the monarch is ID as, as his son, mm-hmm. uh, and Vendetta calls him Malcolm Yeah, at this point, you know, really, really throwing the, the monarch for a loop. Yeah. After 14 uh, years, we have a name. <laughs> yep, Exactly. Uh, Malcolm Fitzcarraldo. Fitzcarraldo is a great last name. Oh yeah, Malcolm's a great, yeah. fir- great first name too. It's got Mal right there. You know, for yeah. bad. Very good. Yeah. Um, but Vendetta unplugs right is because he wants to talk to his son. He finally recognizes him. He knows who he is now. And uh, Jonas takes this opportunity. Like this is actually kind of scary. He screams, and then all of the like nerve connections and you know, kind of stuff. The wires basically whip out and grab Vendetta, kind of like forcibly jacking him back in. Um, and like ultimately, like tackles Vendetta and Rusty down the escalator. Yes. Uh, inside the mindscape, they're wrestling back and forth. On the outside, uh, Vendetta activate, activates his uh, foot jets and launches all three of them out the lobby window, mm-hmm. uh, out into the circle. Uh, Rusty and Malcolm crash on the Rusty float. So that, that's why the float was there, so they didn't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, after they, they crash, after Vendetta and uh, Jonas crash, the monarch rushes over there, lifting off the problem. Because uh, it's his dad. Mm-hmm. It says, you know, daddy, the blue morpho smiles for a moment and then uh, apparently dies. Yes. Again, they're going to keep him. They're keeping their doors open for yeah. stuff. They're mm-hmm. going to keep the corpse. Yeah. Um, but the guild runs up at this point. They only saw the last part. Uh, and they're like, you know, the monarch, you killed the blue morpho. He's like, yeah. Oh, and I kicked Jonas Ventures' ass too. You know, like, <laughs> Pointing he's to coming the... out smelling like a rose, uh, <laughs> which... He points at yeah. the dead head of Jonas hanging out of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, that destroyed the uh, closet that he lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all part of just resetting everything and putting the monarch back in good graces, which we talked about that enough in the last couple episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I do feel like the monarch should uh, get his comeuppance more. Agreed. Yeah. And, and then we get a post credits for that for all the world feels like a, like a season end. This is almost exactly like the, uh, the post credits at the end of season four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cause it was intended to be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the ventures are up on the roof watching the parade. Uh, Dean asks if it's safe here. And Rusty says, not according to the know-it-all fire marshal, but I wasn't going to give up this view. <laughs> uh, the, you know, he has his dad's head in a cooler. You know, I wish you could see this, uh, but he's dead. His head's there, you know, before the OSI gets it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Brock says he's going to take it for research. Uh, Colonel gentleman tells Rose, you know, the action man has been through worse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not his first rodeo or his first coma. Oh, his first coma. coma. <laughs> his, his diabetic Malamar. Related, uh, well, that was that coma. was Colonel Gentleman who went into that coma. The, 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 oh, we're talking about right. action man. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, and then uh, Al tells, uh, convinces Orpheus and Jefferson to rent. And I think it's like $2,000 a month. Pff, wild. <laughs> give me a, give me a break. That's how much you pay for a Portland apartment, not a New York loft with a doctor strange window i love the doctor uh, strange window <laughs> it's very good i love it when they refer to yeah. the real world versions of them well they call it a doctor strange window and that's what that's what wins orpheus over <laughs> yeah he's, mm, i'm kind of like doctor strange uh yeah very good and it gets the triad in new york yes which we all want oh yeah uh and then the rusty uh float they lose control of it mm-hmm. uh and it crashes into ventec tower actual last thing uh, I think it was like a, mm. like a, like a Snoopy float that got loose one year, like back in the eighties, <laughs> like hurt a oh, bunch sure. of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, floats and uh, the Charlie Brown float has claimed many a victim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Even before right, it was taken off. I'm right back in you the know? pants. <laughs> see one ball boy in back of the pants. Um, I'm scared about gosh, how much I need funny. wine. Gosh, she's so funny. Do, do, do you know why she got kicked off a of tw- got kicked off a of Twitter? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's incredible. It's an incredible story. Yeah. It's it's a heroic sacrifice. It is. Yeah. To do something that funny, knowing you'll be kicked off. 
you know, Twitter. Yeah, I just for for anybody listening, because this is not just a conversation between the two of us. We're talking about Patty uh, Patty Harrison. Uh, yes, comedian actress. Yeah. Uh, I think you should leave. Uh, it was like Pride Month, and Oreo did this. Uh, you know, usual you know, just pink washing kind of uh, kind of tweet, and it's like uh, we support, etc. You know, um, and Patty uh, Harrison uh, changed her uh, profile pic and her name to be Nilla Wafers, uh, and she uh, came in. Like, she tweeted something like, "Nilla Wafers does not want to be eaten by by by, by bisexuals. Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, or not for yeah, not and then apologized on behalf uh, of such, but it was you know it was too late and and is very funny. There you can find the story, her telling it to uh, you know one of one of the late night human stains. Yes, yeah, I, I can't remember who. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, uh, but but yes, the the the, the rusty venture uh, float uh, you know goes out of control, flies up and uh, crashes into the building, and that is the end of this uh, of the Morphic trilogy, uh, a damn good series of episodes. Yeah, so quite, so, uh, quite good. So dense with stuff quite that good. like there was stuff that I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, uh, very interesting. Again, yeah. just like an interesting episode. You know, wrapping this stuff up, it wouldn't have made sense as a, uh, you know, series finale. Right. But boy, it kind of feels like one because it wraps up a lot of stuff. It really does. You know, like, like mommy bomb still out there. Mm-hmm. But like, other than that, this, this closes a lot of loops. Yeah. I mean, and even, it even all but directly states that, uh, um, uh, oh gosh, Rusty and Malcolm are brothers. Which is something yep. that, like, when I first started watching the show, I was like, oh, are these guys brothers? They look really similar. They both have the red goatees and stuff, right? You know? Yeah. You know, this is back, this yeah. is back, like, when I was in high school. It's like, oh, and they're just like, oh, no, they, they just, you know, this character design. No, it's actually true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, what's kind of disappointing moving from this is that they make that a reveal. They make it a, basically. Yes, they make it a reveal to end the series. Yeah. Yeah, with with this this brotherhood and make it at this point of intrigue, even though they've already given away the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, great episode. Uh, no, no, no notes. No notes. Just just good. Uh, just good stuff. So agreed. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to be in the middle of a season that I've only seen every episode once. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be real fun. Mm-hmm. And there's some high cards here. You know, I can't think yeah. of an episode that's just like that is an absolute loser here. Yeah, they they just end up becoming feeling a little bit inconsequential at worst. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Any last minute thoughts? No last minute thoughts. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You will get bonus episodes. Uh, you will support your boys. And uh, you'll get access to the Slack and a bunch of other cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you can also leave a rating or review in iTunes or podcast addict, any directory that you might use that, uh, takes reviews. We would appreciate that. Um, and, uh, if you, if that is not possible for you, you can, you can tell some friends, talk about us on social mm-hmm. media, help promote. All we have is word of mouth, really. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all those things are very, very welcome. Uh, and until next time, go, go team, team venture. venture.